Mr. Valtteri Bottas with pole position. Never again. Never. Never again. Um, how do you feel, George Russell at the podium? Yo, I literally screamed at the top of my lungs when like he crossed the line and the time hit and he went to pole. I was like, I was going crazy because no one saw this coming. Yeah, about that. So it, it was a great, a great result. Um, I don't know how I feel about the result. Like, obviously, George is my favorite driver, so I'm really happy for him. But I'm not really convinced if that makes sense. Like, I'm really not yeah, convinced. I mean, I mean, there's still lots. Like, I, I've been thinking in the last 20 minutes, like, oh, my God, like, has Mercedes figured it out? Have they unlocked it? But it's like, you know, <laughs> you know, you have to, like, take it with a grain of salt. It's one qualifying. We've got a race tomorrow, you know. But regardless of all that, I'm just so happy for George. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy for George. I think Lewis probably would have got pulled if his DRS didn't work because Lewis has obviously looked strong in the last four couple four races. So, did that you listen to team. his interview? No, but I know his DRS didn't work. He said that um, obviously so pumped for George, but he also said that they were on for a one-two. Yeah, I mean, well, who knows, right? Because. George was better in the first qualifying lap. George seemed to be a little better on the circuit as the circuit warmed up and he got better. And he only beat Carlos by four thousandths of a second, four hundredths of yeah, a second. So it, it was really close. Um, but yeah, kind of being realistic though, like, yeah, I think it was potential one, two. I don't think it would have been. I think George prob um, Carlos probably would have still beat one of them. Um, but, you know, when I kind of break this all down, I look at it and I say, okay, so where's Lewis Hamilton? He's a great driver, but, you know, when we put George where he was at, he was only up by four hundredths of a second, and Carlos put in a slow sector two. It wasn't a personal best. It was slower than his last one. He lost time on sector two because he was ahead of Charles by, was it, point two, and then... Uh, well, he was ahead of Charles' time, which beat his time by 0.2. And Charles' time was up a tenth of a second on Carlos's first time. Do you understand what I'm saying? So he was technically about three tenths up. And then he threw a yellow sector, which put him behind his original time. And then he put through a flying lap. Does that make sense? So it's like, it was interesting to see like the progression. But I also think Ferrari didn't really figure it out. I think Mercedes didn't have it yeah, figured out. Yeah, they had out. issues. I think Ferrari and Ferrari didn't really have it figured out. Um, and I think they'll be better tomorrow. They were just struggling with, they were struggling with track temperatures and getting the tires, but you know, that's all part of it. And I think when you look at George, you keep saying time, it's all part of it. I'm not, I'm not saying that Mercedes doesn't deserve it. I'm just saying these are the factors that contributed to Mercedes having a pole. I still don't think Mercedes is caught up. That's my whole point is that they still haven't caught up in my opinion. I, I think that it was circumstantial. Like Ferrari didn't figure it out. Mercedes didn't have it figured out yesterday as well either. And they somehow pieced it together today to actually be competitive, right? But yeah, it, it was great to see from Mercedes, it, though. If you listen, like I was listening to Toto after Quali, I was listening to George, I was listening to Lewis. They said the entire team was working late, like everyone was in the garage putting in hours last night because Friday was so bad. So they said whatever they did last night, they got to figure out what it was. Yeah, I mean, they didn't really do anything either in, in FP3 because they had no grip. 
So either Mercedes is pulling out, like, trying to bamboozle everybody and trying to finesse everybody, or, you know, they found something in FP3, but it was just so wet they didn't want to bring it out. But, yeah, it, it's great to see. Like, I'm very happy for Mercedes. My whole point is, like, I'm not convinced that they're, they've caught up. Nobody, I like, I mean, no one on this, this conversation saying that. Yeah, and I'm not saying you're saying that. I'm just saying I'm not convinced they've caught up. And some people may think it is because, you know, pure lap pace, they're with Ferrari. There was no DNF. And, you know, Lewis was probably, they were on old tires and they're close. I just think Ferrari didn't, didn't have a great Saturday. Like, that, that's really what it comes down to for me. I don't think Ferrari had a great Saturday at all. Definitely. Um, so we can get into Ferrari. So we talked about Carlos getting comfortable with the car. And it seems like he is. Now, I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt and say that's why he's better than Charles. I think um, he's looked better. I wonder if Charles's confidence is affected because obviously Charles is having to deal with, um, deal with obviously, you know, his mistake and the media. So maybe Charles is taking a little easier, maybe saving it for a race weekend. Maybe his confidence dropped. But you think it's a little bit of both or you think Carlos is just starting to actually figure out the car? I think it's a little bit of both. Carlos has shown like he is a conservative driver. He likes to be in the garage figuring out the car. Like he doesn't scream championship driver, but as he gets more and more comfortable, he'll get better results. I think that um, it, Ferrari needs Carlos to hit a stride now if they want to win this constructors championship. So I'm not like going to sit here and say Carlos is better than Charles. Carlos is just hitting like his trajectory yeah i mean also part of it too is carlos is known for being great at developing a car is he developing the car because he has more of a say towards his style of driving like i think people underestimate how much these cars get developed in the styles of car right they spoke about how charles is comfortable with the car being kind of a little bit looser coming out of uh in its rear end coming out of corners and maybe they're tightening it up right like we'll find out but I really do think that Carlos is probably has more of a say in developing a car, and that's kind of where we're at today. And this is obviously what Ferrari saw in this pairing, is like Carlos can be the perfect number two driver. They've never said that, but you know he's there for a reason, and of course, I think he does struggle with pressure as he did at the start of the year, and it does take him time to figure it out. And if, if this is the Carlos we're going to see from last weekend and this weekend, this is what Ferrari needs to get back on top. Yeah, I don't think they've ever seen him as a number two. I still don't think they do. I think Benato is, I mean, we've talked about Benato. I don't, I'm not a fan of him, you know, but at the same time, you have to go through championship learning bumps, right? You have to lose, cha lose championships and lose to understand how to get better. It will be interesting to see what they do in the future, though. I, I think you're 100% correct right. on there. I'm very interested to see. What and I love how all this is happening the last race before summer break, like, this season has been, you know, it, it, a lot different than last season, but the last two weekends or three weekends have really started, they're really starting to show like there might be a really cool battle at the end of the year just because teams, I don't think any team has figured it out. Yeah, I think Red, I think Red Bull is, um, is an interesting story we'll talk about next, but I think Red Bull will get there, figured out more, a think, little bit more yeah. than any other team. Like, I do think Red Bull is a little bit more solid than every other team. That's just my opinion, though. And the other thing is, like, before we get into Red Bull, this track, um, I heard some of the commentary saying it is known as Monaco without the walls. 
Like it's pretty technical. Yeah, I mean, we we've said that before, right? It's very technical track, and I know you texted it's not going to be a Ferrari one two, uh, Ferrari Red Bull one two, but you know, I think if Max doesn't have power issues, he's he's right there, and I think Checo's car is just like I just don't think Checo's comfortable with the car anymore. I think it's being developed towards Max, and I think that's going to be a little bit of a down point and a downfall for Red Bull. But you know, it's it was interesting to see. I still, like I said, I don't know. I, George's first pole to me doesn't feel convincing, and I'm George is my favorite driver, so it's, it hasn't been wow. sitting with me well. He just said it's the great, like one of the greatest moments of his life. Like I think you got to look at the time that he put in. No one through practice, if you look at just times in general, one seventeen three. He just put in like an incredible lap. Yeah, he put in an incredible lap, and I, and congratulations to him. But I'm saying I'm still not convinced he's going to win tomorrow. That's what I'm more. Yeah, mean. but like, I'm not convinced anything. I, I, we're not even talking about tomorrow. We're just talking about the lap. But, like, I, but remember I'm, when I'm Max put in his it. lap? But I'm telling you how I feel about it. Like, I'm not saying if he's going to win or not. I'm not saying you say he's going to win. I'm just saying I'm just not like. I I, I it just I, it feels hollow for me. If that makes sense. It just feels hollow. It, it doesn't. Okay. It feels like it's it's going to be a tough week. It's not going to lead to much tomorrow. That's just how I feel. But um. Yeah, I mean, Max and Red Bull. How do, you, how do you feel about that? Before we move on, George, you just had the best lap of your life. So, No, I think the best lap of his life was the spa lap. When he's in the, 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 the worst car on the grid and he managed Q2. I mean, so yeah, managed yeah. to put his he, car he, in front He row. said that lap is, um, he said that lap and this lap are the two greatest moments in his well, F1 career, so. Yeah, I mean, the best lap of his life was the F, was Spa 2021. Um, talking about pure, like, technical slash raw aspect of it. So that's what I got. But, uh, yeah, Red, Red Bull. Bull. Um, man, would you say the turning point for Checo and Red Bull was Monaco? No. I mean, he's had DNF issues. And I just think the car is being developed towards Max because Max just looks clearly better in that car. And those upgrades. Yeah, but right? that's what I'm saying. That's the turning point. Like Max's dad's comments, Christian Horner had. I think Red Bull made a decision well, what after do you Monaco. As a point? Them making a decision to not try have two drivers battle for the championship. We'll focus all in on developing the car for for Max. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think Red Bull's always been like that, though. If you, if that makes so, sense. what happened for the first eight races? The car was designed normally, and now it's being geared towards Max because that's where the upgrades, they're taking more of Max's input in. I mean, they didn't bring any massive upgrades until after Monaco, right? They've been upgrading the car slowly. Some big upgrades came, I think it was after Monaco, right? Or right around that time. So that's my So you think this is just normal, not as opposed to the team has said, nah, like we can't have a battle I think this was always two drivers. I think this was always a trajectory. Right, like, it, how it do you all, think Checo feels? I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not a psychologist, so I'm not gonna speak on how he feels. But I, I'm just saying, like, I've always thought that this is the trajectory of the team is that you know the car is gonna be developed towards Max as the year continues on, right? So that's just where I'm more meant. It's like I don't think there was ever a turning point. I think this was always the course, if that makes sense. For sure, yeah. I mean, it, that makes complete logical sense. It's kind of ironic that the timing has worked out like there was a lot boiling you know leading to a boiling point and then all of a sudden it's just been like yeah well 
now Checo's had issues. He doesn't feel comfortable in the car. It kind of just maps, like, feels a little bit wonky, man. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying, like, whether it's now or if it was in six races, I just always think that Max was always going to have the car developed towards his style, right or wrong. Yeah. So Yeah, for sure. And I think Checo, you know, Checo from a, like, if he stands back, like, he, I'm sure, knows that and has always known that being in this team. But with his success early on, he probably almost convinced himself that he may have had a chance. But the reality is you were never going to have a chance because a car was never going to be developed for you. Yeah, and, and and that is more of the accurate statement of which which I agree with what you're saying. It's just the car was never going to be developed for him. And that that's just generally how I feel about it. Like, at um, the end of the day, Max is Max Verstappen. He's the most talented driver probably on the grid. So, you know, Red Bull was never going to, give give the car development to Checo, you know what I mean? So that's where my whole thought process is. Now you said that, you know, this consistent consistency from Mercedes and you know, we're not at Sunday yet. It was either going to be a Lewis DNF or not a George top five. But irrespective of Sunday, Red Bull and Ferrari have not had reliable cars this year. And it continues to show. Yeah, I mean you speak about reliable, and I understand where the context is, but, you know, he had, Max has had one issue. He hasn't had many issues since he's got, since the beginning of the year. I mean, Checo didn't get out of Q2, and Max obviously yeah, yeah. had a, a power a power issue, so it's just like... They could be they could be sabotaging Checo, who knows, but think about this, when's the last time Max DNF'd? Yeah, it's been, it's been what, five races? Six races? I think since Australia, it's been a, it's been quite a while, right? So... Max has been pretty consistent, you know, little power things here and there. Um, and yeah, Mercedes has been the more reliable car. But, you know, the thing about do you know how the engine rules work? What's the context on that? So like what can be developed within the rules, even though there's an engine lock? I have no idea. So Mercedes is is fucked because you can fix reliability in an engine and it doesn't it doesn't count towards an upgrade but you can't make an engine faster. So Mercedes has got this reliable engine that's not as fast as Red Bull, but Red Bull, once the engine, because the engine locks kicked in, can still develop their engine in terms of reliability, right? So Mercedes is the one that really, you know, unless it's really their car that's making them f slow down the straights, which I don't think, I think it is their engine. But if they don't, um, if it isn't that, then their car is stuck with the engine they have. While Red Bull and Ferrari have these stronger engines where they can actually spend money on reliability and it doesn't count because reliability is, I guess what you want to say, what, an X factor? Is that it? Or uh, allowance? Interesting. I, I can't speak on the topic. Um, moving on. Talk about Lando. He looks strong all day. Yeah, I mean... McLaren's upgrades look really good. Happy for Lando. Um, Danny Rick made it to Q3, which is cool. But, you know, Lando's like a full, what, half a second? Seven tenths up? 17, like, seven, 18, three. Yeah, half a second. Half, half a second up. So, it, you know, it just the story of Danny continues. It sucks, but Lando's continuing to perform. You know what? He got into Q3 and we've... He got into Q3 and we've all, like, I think there's nothing else to look into it anymore. It's just Lando's just that much better. Yeah, I think Lando is just uh, much better than Danny. Like, I think that's what it comes down to. Um, but yeah, 
good exciting times for McLaren, but they say the race trim's not good in the McLaren. So we'll see how they do tomorrow. The race trim's not great. And Alpine also, like they've looked last few weekends, the cars coming into their own. Like both Ocon and Alonso are putting in great performances. I yeah. I, I that hasn't this been Alpine all year? They've typically well, you know, been, they like, did have some issues at the start of the year and I think I know, um, but I'm talking about like on Saturdays, this isn't this been Alpine all year? They've typically always been the th- the fourth row or third row, yeah. kind of flirting between the third or fourth row consistently. Like I I I don't think like that's new for Alpine. You know what I mean? Alpine's been has been this all year. It's just during race day they have DNFs, Alonso's hole in the wall, engine engine reliability. Um and I remember they had that was it them that had the fuel issue where the fuel wasn't cold enough and then they had to take start someone in from the in the pit lane or whatever it was i think it was them too so they've had small stuff but they've typically just been the best team right into the fourth best team in terms of raw performance yeah. um definitely let's talk about alpha tori they came with the massive bro, upgrades pierre finished 19th bro yuki if you didn't make it out yuki's my dragger of the week and he's he had a disappointing start uh, lance stroll made it out but what is going on at AlphaTauri? Like, I didn't expect it to be this bad. It's bad. Like, Pierre Gasly, I think is... I don't think I... Do you doubt Pierre's talents at, at this point? Or is it just like, you know, bad car? Did he have one of his... Did both of them have a lap time removed? Because that... Get, not getting out of Q1... I know Yuki uh, had a, ta- a lap removed. But at the same time, though, too, like... Not making out of Q1 is bad. Like, you guys are fighting for Q- Q3 last year. Q2 was like a lock for you guys. And you guys have gone backwards. Yeah, I mean, but they've also brought these massive upgrades, and they've been sitting in the same place. Listen, Pierre's lap time is, like, right on par with Nicholas Latifi. Yeah, I mean, Latifi, like, I know everybody was so excited, but I'm like, like, who cares if he got P1 and FP3? Like, who really cares? How about his purple sector one, though, in Q1, bro? That was crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know how great Pierre uh, Latifi is? He goes from going P1 and FP3 to, to starting on the absolute last spot in the grid in, during race day, <laughs> starting in, in P20. Like, I don't, like, I hate the GOAT Tifi. I can't wait till he's out of a Formula 1 seat, by the way. I cannot wait. I'm excited for him to not have a Formula 1 seat because he's just taking up space. And he just took up a space on Lewis Hamilton's cabinet. So Yeah, he did. I, I'm excited for Latifi to be out of out of a job in Formula One. Like I don't I don't hope on the demise of, of him in terms of like professionally, in terms of he doesn't make money. I hope he gets becomes successful somewhere else. But you know, Oscar Piastri's waiting for a seat. Um there's other guys waiting for a seat. Like I, I would love to see the return of Anto- Antonio Giovanazzi. Like Giovanotti drove pretty well Alfa Romeo and you actually broke it down, right? So, you know, there's guys that deserve a seat more than Nicholas Latifi. That's all I can say. Most most definitely. And, you know, a lot has happened between our last pod and this qualifying. Like, Sebastian Vettel's retiring, man. You got your wish. I, I got my wish. I, I mean, it's probably like I... The whole world saw it coming. Like it's not like it was just us here, you know. Like it, uh, well, you could just tell. But you you wished he was out of a seat. Like you've been saying, like he should get. Yeah, out of that just board. I didn't want to see a four time champ be remembered for dragging across the track in Aston Martin. But but he wasn't dragging. He scored a lot of. He's uh, he's not. He scored points this year, right? Like 
he, for sure. he hasn't been dragging. Sure. Like he's made it to Q three a couple times. He's made Q two most times. Like obviously, I know he got in the accident this time, but you know he hasn't been dragging, bro. I, I think, I think because you see a four time world champion not in Lewis's position, you you, you discredit. Well, you, you also look at at an Alonso, right? Like I think but Seb he's not was Aston tricked. Martin. Yeah, for sure. I think Seb was tricked into going to Aston Martin. They, like I was tricked, and then you get there and you realize it's a complete disaster. Yeah, so that, that that's that's what I'm coming at too. Is just like I get it. I'm not mad for you saying that. The whole thing, the whole point is just like, you know, are people gonna say the same thing about Lewis because he's not winning races anymore? You know, what I mean, if if Mercedes is like this for the next two years, are we gonna speak the same way of Lewis? No, and that that's what I hate about people calling Seb Wash. He's not in the best car. Like, remember, it wasn't so no, for sure. It's not. It wasn't so long ago in 2019 when he was competing for a championship with Lewis. Right. Since he's been pulled out of a competitive car, he's not going to like we can't discount your machinery counts. Right. And I'm not no, saying you're we're doing not that, we're not going to discount that at all. Um, listen, counts. I'm happy for him to, to be moving on. But it also now adds a level of look, Latifi's not going to be here next year. Seb's not going to be here. Um, it opens up like those slots when we're talking 20 in the world, they're extremely valuable and they don't just come around. Well, so you can this is added. Oscar. You can pencil. Yeah. Oscar so you can. For sure, and now Oscar there's, there's space. One. The thing is, it's going to be interesting. So Oscar's going to probably go on loan for one year and probably come back to Alpine. But, you know, Alonso definitely wants a seat too, though, right? Like, that's the big thing is uh, he wants a two-year deal from Alpine, but Alpine seems to only want to give him one-year deal from what the kind of, you know, everybody speaks around, around the circuit. So be interesting to see. If, I don't uh, think uh, we see Alonso in an Alpine seat next year. I think we do. I think you think Oscar's taking that seat. No, I well, I think uh, look, Alonso's going to be on the grid next year, so he's going to be on the grid. But I think that there is a level of Alonso's like doesn't care to stay with Alpine, and Alpine has to figure out if they're going to take that young talent coming up, and are they going to prioritize Alonso or Ocon to pair with that individual? But the thing is, where would he go? people have paired him to Aston Martin. I mean, I don't want to see him go there. But but when you that's what I'm saying to you. So why would you expect him to Aston Martin though? Well, it it someone has to someone's going to have to give like when it comes to compromise. Either so the team gives him two year years deal. or he takes a one year deal. Yeah, but but the way you the way you said it, you said he doesn't care to stay at Alpine. But he wants to win a world championship. What's his best chance in terms of available seats? Unless Lawrence Stroll tricks him. No, no, no. <laughs> Uh, Alonso's not no idiot, bro. There's not no fourth place finish like like BWT had. Like, there's no way he goes to Aston Martin if he has a choice in it. So he's probably going to take the one-year deal. I think also, too, when we think about it, bro, we have to look at it this way, right? You have, obviously, um, you have, you know, Aston Martin. You have Haas. You have all these teams. Alpha Male has a seat. I think, I think Alpha Male's locked up. I think Haas will be locked up. But... What happens if they didn't lock up Sergio and put Max next to Alonso over at the Red Bull? I think that would be a very interesting pairing. That would have been crazy. I don't think it would have ever worked just because Alonso ain't taking no backseat. Yeah, bro. two alpha males? Come on. I mean, listen, you've seen him him be a great team player with Esteban. Yeah, but when you're in the best car and you can, comp- well, not the- okay, if you're in a car that can compete for a championship, it's a little different, bro. 
yeah, you you make a great point. So I do want to say this. I don't know if you have anything else you want to go over from the race, but boy, were we wrong by saying Red Bull has the best car because it looks like Ferrari still has like it. Ferrari had the best car at the beginning of the year. It felt like Red Bull kind of gained gained the edge. Do you think Ferrari has has the best car as of right now on the grid? Uh, man, I like I said, going into summer break, like it's hard to say. Has anyone figured it out? If we're comparing Red Bull and Ferrari, Ferrari has a better car. Well, that, but that's what because I asked you. Only I half said... of a Red Bull, only half of a Red Bull has a kind of figured out. But I would say um, no teams got to figure out. Like we no don't one said know. Figured out. I said who has the best car right now? Yeah, so Ferrari has the best car. No, no teams figured it out. I don't think any teams are going to figure it out for the next two years. Like we're really not going to see a complete product of this car until 2024. Like that that's Facts. how I feel. Like so it is what it is, but I I think the best car in the grid is Ferrari. The fastest car car in the grid is obviously Red Bull, right? I I don't think anybody does a that. A Max Red Bull. Yeah, a Max Red Bull. No, I meant like I meant down a straight, like just purely down a straight. It's okay, yeah, Red Bull. for for sure. But, but Yo, Alpine's like, there too. We, we we didn't like we got to talk more about this, man. Like it's the first time We've seen Toto smile and laugh. Like, I think Mercedes, you, we've all said all along, they just have to unlock the car. I am not saying they've unlocked the car, but it is a level of like, Toto, maybe they have something to work with now. Like, we're, are you not going to say like, I don't think we can sit here and say this was a fluke today. I'd say it's a fluke, but circumstances had to go your way for it to happen like checo obviously didn't wasn't comfortable in his car max had a power issue you know for do you struggle. think they were even going to get to that time though 117.3 i mean it's a like it was a 117.39 like it wasn't a low three seven three seven it was a little above right um i ferrari said they never had really figured out their car so it was a little bit of both it was a little bit of mercedes figuring out their car but you know, if I had to chalk it up to one or the other, which one I would pin it on more, I would say it was a little bit more circumstantial than I believe Mercedes car is the fastest car on the grid. And Last week, they were still six, what, six to eight tenths off a qualifying lap. Yeah. So, so something happened last night. Well, I don't think something happened last night. There was a lot of rain and I don't think teams got to figure out their, their setups well because you go into... You know, FP, FP1, FP2, you have an idea. Mercedes look visibly slower, right? And then, you know, when you go into FP3 and there's this massive rain, do you have a good idea for what you want in your setup? When you bring these new upgrades? No, they might have optimized their setup for rain, right? Like, those are some questions I have to ask. You know, if they win tomorrow, then we have a different conversation. You know for what sure. I mean? But and this, that's is, this is one lap, one day. Because one lap, one day, and we went from FP one, FP two. George was like, the, "the the car is terrible." Yeah, I mean, they said there was no grip in F grip in FP three, and then they come up with with a pole position. So it's like Mercedes isn't even convinced the car is there yet. Yeah, they're so shocked. Like, Mercedes so, is shocked. Yeah, so it's like, how can if if you want to anybody wants to call me a hater, it's like, well, I can I, I'm going to call it a fluke because they're not even convinced about their car. They weren't convinced about the car going into Q one. So it's like, Agreed. it's like, what do you want me to say? You want me to sit here? I'm not, I'm not results-based, right? I've never been exactly. results-based. I've always looked at the whole picture when I'm making a breakdown. So I think it's great for George. And don't get me wrong. I'm very happy George got his first poll. But for some reason, there's something that I, 
hollow, empty question marks. I don't know what you want to call it, but I'm just not convinced this is like, this is going to lead to anything tomorrow, which is the sad part because I would love to see George win a race. But then I just feel like it's going to be up for disappointment because people are going to say, well, they had the fastest time and they actually beat Ferrari. And then and tomorrow when they finish, when George finishes P3 or finishes on the podium, they're going to be like, well, what happened to Mercedes? It's like, no, I really think this is where the car should have been the whole time. Yeah. So, um, however, now just talking about George Russell, George Russell, you have been on the train. Obviously, I had to be convinced and I, I literally swallowed you know, my pride and, and went backwards. But laps like this, does this show the real talent of him getting the most out no. of his machinery? No. Because this no. is one lap. Valtteri's a good qualifier too, right? I think when you see George race, I, George still has a lot to prove for me because typically he's run his own race in a lot of these races. His only thing he's really shown me this year was his overtake, where was it? I think it was in Silverstone. His couple overtakes where he like he literally went on like no it wasn't Silverstone, it was a different race. I think it was um, I don't know whatever race it was. Australia he had a decent race, but I think more for me is when you see stuff where in Miami where he holds off Max. That shows what his real potential is. Qualifying is nothing. We know that. Like you got to be a great qualifier, but you can be Bottas, right? Sure. So. And now the other thing I wanted to ask you. Obviously the track conditions were dry. Mm -hmm. But because there was so much rain earlier in the day, did that, like, do you think that plays any factor into sure the results does. today? I'm sure But it the does. track was dry. Well, you don't have completely dry concrete, and they said there was wet spots, right? And there was rain. They said there was slow rain here and there on certain spots of the circuit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure it played a little bit of a factor. I wouldn't say it's a huge factor, but for sure a little bit of a factor. If you're not obviously dry... Like, quality is so different. But when you look at the FP1, FP2, even the fastest times, like, no one was in the 117s. And we understand, like, it, there's a lot different from, like, fuel levels and all the rest of it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just wondering, like, what what was achievable today for Red Bull and Ferrari? Was it a 117-1? Well, was it a 116? I don't know. Listen, Mercedes could have the fastest time. Like, but my whole point is like, I'm not ready to, to be sold on it. That, that's, that's where I'm coming from. I'm not sold on anything. They might, Me neither. They might as well, they may as well have had the fastest car. But until I actually see it in a race or them do it in three races in a row, I'm not convinced. That's my whole point. I, I am sure. not negatively speaking on Mercedes whatsoever in my context. My context is I am just not convinced or they haven't sold me anything. I still need to be proven that this car is a is a pole slash waste race winning car and you know what? if he can't do it tomorrow then he can't do it anywhere with this at, it, he wouldn't be able to do it any track because like you said monaco without walls he's on pole position you know being in pole is a better racing line so as long as you have a good start you're going to be this is a race. really hard track for people to overtake on like if george gets off to a good start he should win the race tomorrow. Obviously, the Ferraris well, I, I, have no, a better they, race pace. I, I, I think by you saying he should win the race is a bad thing. If he gets off to a good start and, his, and their car is competitive, then he should win the race. That's a better statement. Because if the car isn't, is, is not as fast as Ferrari, you're just not going to compete, right? But I mean, think about Monaco in the sense like you can be but slower, you can pass but on the, it's so You can diff pass on the track. You can't pass on Monaco. You know that. You can actually yeah. pass on the I mean, track. the degree, the level of difficulty to pass here. I mean, look at how hard it was for Lewis to get past Alonso last year. Like, we know it's tough. It's tough, but you can still do it, though. 
Like, it feels yeah. like in Monaco, it's like bare, it's, it's borderline impossible. Yeah, because I mean, Monaco this year, Lewis couldn't get past Alonso. Like, it was impossible. So, but kind of going back to what I was saying, though, is like, you know, if their car is the best car, then he should win this race. But, I, but I'm not convinced it is. And, and I they hope ha- they, they have great tire deck, right? So Mercedes should be lined up to literally win, to win this race if their car is that fast. And if it's not, then I, the car is not competitive with Ferrari. And, and I race. hope that w- they figure out what happened last night. They also look at George's lap and they have all that data now. This is a, I think from an optimistic standpoint, Mercedes should be able to have data that they've never had yet this season. Yeah, I don't know about that. I feel like the data is the same. I just think, you know, they figured out car more, but they've always had this data, right? But So, um, yeah. in speaking of difficulty to overtake on this track, where can Lewis potentially get then? I don't think Lewis you know, is higher than P5. Because it's a tough track to overtake. I also expect Med- Red Bull to be raging down those streets. So you've got Lewis in seventh. Like, I think Lewis, you need to have an incredible start. That's maybe your best chance, but it'll be tough because he's got Alonso, Ocon, and Norris in front of him. Yeah, so if he has a good start, that's different. But if he just starts in seventh for the race and he doesn't get off at the lights out, I don't expect to be higher than fifth. I expect Max to pass him. I think Checo's going to give him a run for his money too. Maybe... uh, in order for Lewis to help George, he's got to execute the same order that Bottas did last year. Nah, Max doesn't have a chance of winning this race. It's going to be between the Ferraris and George. But um, yeah, I mean... George is all, all by himself out there, man. I mean, I, I don't really expect George to win. If he gets a podium, I'll be happy. Let's see, if we'll he see. wins, it'll be crazy. So all right, let's get, let's get race predictions. But let's, let's talk about this first. Before We actually didn't bring this up. You know, you talked about last podcast, and you know, it's normal because everybody thought this, how Red Bull has just, you know, has a dent on the championship. But it just shows you in Formula One is like, you have a weekend like this, and Ferrari with a 1-2 literally jumps right back into the conversation. Yeah, and also they said today, like, no, from a driver's standpoint, in the new format, no one's ever come back from this difference. And yeah, I mean, listen, records are meant to be broken, right? Or or things. That's are right. That's like exactly so, how I was thinking. Look at last year. I mean, it wasn't no one this ever great, beat, but no one ever beat Lewis. No one's ever Lewis has never won a championship until last year. Never never lost a championship when they've introduced a new track, and they introduced three new tracks last year. Lewis also, I mean, one record that stayed is Lewis never won, not leading into what the 18th race of the year or whatever. That one stayed, but you know. Some records are meant to be broken, so we'll see what happens. But um, I really yeah. think that we're going into the halfway point, and we can't say confidently who's going to win, the drivers or constructors. Oh, I'm confident Red Bull is going to take both. I'm very confident Red Bull will take both. But like I said, one weekend can change everything. Max doesn't have a great weekend. He has power issues. Charles cuts that gap down back to 38. And we're if going Mercedes somehow figured out and didn't win the drivers but won the constructors and kept the streak going that would be insane yeah i know you're being very optimistic but i i just don't see it happening you're a hundred and what 120 points behind red bull um something like that yeah you're 120 points behind red bull cool 
You also have to fight with Ferrari and Red Bull. It's not like you're just 100 points behind Red Bull and that's it. You got to fight Ferrari. You know, McLaren's edging their head in there. Alpine will eventually. Like, it, there's just so much to overcome. Like, I, I just don't see it happening. But I'm not mad yeah. of you thinking like that. But my, my likelihood of that is 1% that they actually win the Constructors Championship. Yeah, that, I'm right there with you. It's, it's, it's 1% or less. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but you're talking about it like it, there's like a like a twenty or thirty percent. No, chance. I, I remember I said I said it would be insane. Like yeah, that's a yeah, word I used. I know because it I, is insane. I feel like you're trying to give our listeners hope, but there's there's really no hope. There's like a one percent um, hope, one percent chance. It's just a crazy, insane take. But let's let's talk let's talk predictions tomorrow. Charles, Carlos, George, Max, Charles, Lewis. Carlos, George, Max, Lewis. You think Max gets to fifth, bro? The fourth. He's Max that Verstappen. Is... Like, have, have you forgot who we're talking about? We're talking about Max Verstappen. You also forget how fast this car's down the straight. There's a long straight. That's where he's going to make way. That's where Lewis made way, remember? Okay. So, like, yeah, I mean, he's Max Verstappen, bro. Yo, Max on the radio today when the power went, like, I don't blame him, but he was just having a fit. He was having a fit, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so all right, all right. What, what's your... What's so your you got name? Charles, Carlos, George, Max, Lewis. I got Charles, right? Carlos, George, Max, Lewis. I got, uh, okay. yeah. So Charles, okay. Carlos, George, Max, Lewis. I think that people underestimate the tire deg and having to fight off two Ferraris when they're just as fast if, or if not faster than you. All right, I'm going to go. George Russell's winning this race. What happened to Lewis Hamilton prediction? What do you mean? You had Lewis winning. <laughs> I know, but Lewis is not going to win now. We've got qualifying. i got to change. Uh, no, I'm just asking you. Uh, you know, you're usually the Lewis optimist. So I was wondering if you're sticking with Lewis nah, winning. No, there's no way. George Russell is winning this race. Uh, it's going to be George Russell, Charles, Carlos, Lando and Max. I'm surprised you don't have Max passing Lando. His car's in a whole different league than that car. Yeah, like, I just think it's gonna. I think Max is gonna get caught up for at some part of the track, stuck behind someone for a while. You see, here's here's my thing though, right? People talk about like it's hard to overtake. It's hard to overtake when your car is in the same class. If your car is not in the class of the other car, then it's easy to overtake. You know what I mean? Like the Red Bull is a legit half a second to full second faster than the McLaren. Right? So when you're running down that straight, like if he's making up a lap per second, you're not going to stay in front of that car for long. But I don't hate your prediction. I'm just saying, I think we confuse with, you know, it's hard to overtake on this track, even though you still can overtake on Hungary with actually, you know, compared to Monaco versus, you know, is, your, is the car in the same class? And even if that happens, Kurt, what happens if you pit Max into clear air? He's going to pass Lando off of that. Right? Yeah. So, we shall that, see. Yeah. I, I, I don't hate your prediction, but I'm just saying I, I, think, I think people underestimating Max in this podcast. One of us are under, under, underestimating Max Verstappen. He's obviously the best racer on the planet right now. Who's, who has the best, best race out of the draggers? Not your dragger week, but who who climbs the way up out of the draggers before we sign off? Um, oh, the draggers are so bad right now, bro. 
I'm, I'm, I'm um, let me see here. Let me see. And but while you think of that, we didn't even shout out off a mail. Seemed like they got back on track this weekend. So good, they did. good for them. Joe had some great pace and same with uh, Bottas. Obviously, he's an eighth. But um, I'm going to say Sebastian Vettel is going to do his thing tomorrow. It's a safe pick. You didn't want to roll with your boy Stroll. Nah, bro. There's no, there's no hope for Aston Martin or, or Lance Stroll. Cool. Well, that's it from us. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Shout out to George. Like I said, I'm very happy for George. It's a great moment. I was p- pumped too, but just it's just not sitting well with me. That's it. Yeah, I mean, in the moment, just like as he crossed the line, like what what did you like? Were you just like I was happy? Away? I, I I wasn't blown away because you know we didn't get to see the lap either. <laughs> it's not like we got to watch the flying lap. I know we, so had, we like, got to see a laughter. Uh, yeah, but we just got to see literally just like oh George Russell's on pole. Like, like the last two corners, right? So crazy. It was great to see, but it's just like, I'm just, you know, if I was confident in a win, I'd be a lot more happy, but I'm just not confident in a win for tomorrow. But we'll see, man. Hopefully George proves me wrong. I'd be happy if he proves me wrong. Can't wait for tomorrow. I'm like, this has been, today was such a fun Saturday. Like Lando was great. Like there's just so many things that were not normal. And you got to love that because when you're, always seen the same stuff it can be a little bit redundant so shout out to hungry man making things interesting hey man i like consistency because you get to see the little the little tweaks today today that's probably it if you want to be honest because it wasn't consistent i don't know how to judge an analysis everything's thrown up in the air yeah it throws everything up in the air which is which is cool It's, it's different but tomorrow the race is 10 a.m our time it's early for us. Well, not early, but like I'm, I can't wait for 10 a.m. tomorrow. No, I can't wait as well. Um, does George win by a lot, by the way, tomorrow? Is it like scraping through? Or do you think he takes off? Uh, nah, he wins by a lot. By the way, I, I didn't say this, but my last words and we can land off of this is there's going to be an accident. There's gonna, it's going to be spicy at the beginning. There is, oh, yeah. So exp- my predictions were if nothing happens, but... I can see that whole thing going out of whack. Oh, yeah. Both Ferraris DNFing. <laughs> yeah. And think about this too, right? Like the reality of it is like Max, Max, um, he's in the middle of the grid. You know, if execute order 33 happens again this year, Max can just shoot his way up to the being first, right? So it's all, remember that if, if it's wet into that short corner, it's going to be scary. That is such a sharp corner, man. Mm-hmm. Gonna be People interesting lock race. up. People it's lock be, up all the time. It's going to be an interesting race, sir. So we'll see what happens. But that's it for us today. We'll see you guys tomorrow after the race as usual. Thank you guys for tapping in and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace. <laughs>